Hello, and welcome to episode 21, all about the Urukai, chapter 3, book 3 of The Two Towers, being the 21st part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined once again by Pixel. Welcome back. Hey, happy to be back. Yes, I totally dropped the ball for scheduling for this. And I was like, who can I contact that I know is going to be lovely and wonderful that will come on hopefully with a little less notice than I would have cared to give. So I'm so glad that and I knew you would because you're amazing. I love that you thought of me. <laughs> I love being on. So yeah. it was more than enough time. This was a, a pretty short chapter. Yeah. And I feel bad because I honestly feel bad with making anyone come on for this chapter because it's kind of a boring chapter. It is. Is like, it is my first note for the chapter. Yeah, it's because it. First of all, jumping right in. This is chapter. I'm not even flipped to the right chapter. This is chapter three, book three. The ur urukai. The the urukai. I can't say it now. Ur urukai. There we go. Urukai. Uruk. I don't know why I can't say that one word now all of a sudden. Anywho, it's that chapter. <laughs> and this chapter follows the perspective of Mary and Pippin with the orcs since they were taken. Well, actually, it kind of, it, it picks off, it picks up as if we just finished chapter one and everyone has left. So you could technically read like chapter one and then chapter three and then go to chapter two. But this is just showing their perspective with the orcs. And so because it's it comes after chapter two, where we've seen what Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli are doing, we see them following their trail and then meeting up with the writers. This is kind of a, I mean, it's nice to get their perspective. And it's nice to know that they're alive. But like, I never once doubted that they were alive. And also just the stakes feel really low for this chapter. Yeah. Because cause you're like, oh, no, they're in danger. But you know that they survive. And also, we know that the writers, ki- the writers of Rohan kill all of the orcs in this chapter. Yeah, it feels like, I, like you said, you could read chapter one and then read chapter three. And either way, though, you're going to know exactly what happened between mm-hmm. two and three, no matter which one you read first. But it does feel like the stakes are a lot lower since you've already read chapter two. And yeah. you kind of know what's going on there. Um, I do love all of the side uh, plots that we get to really dive into. Yeah. Chapter two had that too with, I think you call them the golden trio. Yes. Um, I love getting other people's perspective, but this one is a very slow chapter with what's going on because mm-hmm. it does feel like, all right, I know. We know all of this already. Ends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like we know that. And the other thing is that it's not even like, oh, Aragorn was wrong when he said that Pippin tried to escape and he, th- like, no, like that's exactly what happened. So it's not yeah, even no, like. He was right on. <laughs> yeah. Everything that they predicted in chapter two was correct in chapter three. Yeah. I guess all that being said, we'll, we'll just jump right into it, but. I don't know. I just felt like this is just like a really boring chapter. And I'm like, I get it. (laughs) However, I did. I do really like that we're getting all of these different specific perspectives and really getting to hone in on each of these, each of the the different fellowship members. Right. And this isn't a great example, but I I really, really, really love Pippin. So (laughs) this chapter isn't a great example of getting his perspective, but I do love uh, anytime we get Merry or Pippin. Yeah, we do get it. And to Pippin's credit, he does have a couple like good moments in here. So mm-hmm. so good good job, Pippin. Anyway, so it opens with Pippin wakes up and he imagines he had a dream, ominous dream that he was running after Frodo. And then all of these orcs came out and he was alone. And then he wakes up and finds that he is tied around his hands and legs. And they're in the forest and he's obviously in pain and uncomfortable and there are all of these orcs around him and then he slowly pieces together what happened we kind of we get a little bit of perspective of what happened during that fight when at the end of fellowship it was when Frodo and Sam were talking about leaving and went off on their own and then Aragorn was running around trying to get on the seat of whatever that place was called (laughs) Just being like, someone help me, please. And then Boromir was dying. 
Right. And we get a really, it says Pippin's, uh, his last memory was of Boromir leaning against a tree, plucking out an arrow. And that's, yeah. it's so, oh, like, I, I mean, like, as much as I love to make fun of Boromir, like, you can definitely picture, like, the, like, he's, like, fallen to his knees, and he's given it all, and he's just pulling an arrow out, like, like, that's gonna make a difference compared to right. the dozens of other arrows in his body, but anyway. And it, it is a little heart-wrenching, too, because mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the lines is, is him saying, like, I wonder what happened to Boromir. So, like, he oh, doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, he doesn't immediately so remember. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. He has to re-remember it, that's right, because he... Yeah. So, backtracking a little bit before his last memory, he and Mary were running around the forest, and then all of a sudden, these orcs come out, and then it also says goblins, or or, or just to clarify, are goblin goblins and orcs are different peoples? They are different. Okay. Yes. I just thought it was interesting that like I don't know, it just seems very random that Tolkien's like, and also there were goblins because I don't think we really get any mention throughout the rest of the, this chapter if the goblins are still with them. Did the goblins just no? Happen I don't. To be we there? don't in this chapter at all. So like that was just kind of random where I was like, oh okay, and also goblins. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> also goblins. That's extra fun. We needed something for this chapter, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they're running around and they're like, ah, orcs. And then Mary, my homeboy, Mary, it says, so Mary and Pippin take out their swords and Mary just goes to town attacking the orcs. The orcs did not wish to fight and had tried only to lay hold of them, even when Mary had cut off several of their arms and hands. Good old Mary. And I was like, wow. <laughs> good old Mary, good on you. <laughs> uh, he does have a great that. redemption. Also, to sidetrack for a second, I, you know, I started thinking that I can't think of another time Tolkien brings up goblins. Apparently, he does use the word synonymously. So okay. they are the same. Okay. That's what I was I wondering. I was trying to think of another time where we encounter goblins. I was like, hmm, when do we encounter them? I can't think of a time. Nope. He uses the word, so they are the same. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me just based off of like what the Google image search pulled up of what orcs look like. They are very goblin-like gross yes. creatures so or goblin that's interesting to me because i oh i would not put those words synonymously yeah because but when i think of goblins it. i think of the goblins at gringotts who yeah like harry potter ti- like, like they're tiny creatures yeah and the orcs I are think of them like kind of elfy like and orcs yeah. are more like piggy i don't know yeah or yeah like orcs to me are much more big and monstrous and yeah. have mu- are much more powerful and then goblins to me are literally just exactly the the Gringotts goblins and like totally different pick like imagery in my head of what they look like and also I can't believe that for like all of his world building he decided like he had this opportunity to make two separate races of like Mm -hmm. oh there's also the goblin people and the orcs and he had an opportunity to create another race and he didn't so that's insane. Maybe he maybe he was yeah. just tired at this point. He's like, I can't do it. He's like, I can't create another. I don't have it in me to make a goblin language. I can't do it. Nope. It's, we're not doing it. He's like, all of my ideas are done. They're out. I'm, I have no more. I can't believe this is something I've missed. This is apparently a highly talked about topic with Tolkien that he used these synonymously. Really? Yeah. Damn. I would love to hear someone who has actually researched this since I am now stumbling upon it. Um, wow, that is, okay, well, I will, that is for another day. Yeah, I will have to ask. So surprise for next week's guest, my friend Neil is coming back on. Yay! So I have been texting or messaging most of my previous guests and saying like, hey, now that I'm in Two Towers, do you have a preference for chapters? And One or two of them were like, no, I don't really have a preference. Like, I don't care. It's all the same to me. Neil, within like three seconds, responded like all caps, tree beard, tree beard. And I was like, okay, sounds great. I'll have you on. (laughs) You got it. Anyway, so I'll have to, I'll have to ask him about, um, I'll have to ask him because I guarantee he'll know. So yes, the goblins and orcs attack them and Mary is a boss. And then Boromir comes out and he starts attacking and sounds his horn and then the orcs attack him and they all shoot their arrows at him and unfortunately mm, what you say Boromir dies. So Pippin's last memory is of Boromir dying and then he figures that he probably 
hit his head, fell down, hit his head, knocked out, or maybe the orcs knocked him out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks over and he, and Mary is next to him and alive, at least. And then Pippin just kind of sits there feeling sorry for himself a little bit. And he says exactly, I'm so sorry, listeners, but he says exactly what I've been thinking about him this entire series, which is, <laughs> I wish, I wish Gandalf had never persuaded Elrond to let us come. What good have I been? Just a nuisance, a passenger, a piece of luggage. And now I have been stolen, and I am just a piece of luggage for the orcs. <laughs> so poor, poor Pippin. Pippin. I mean, like, I understand. It's it's one thing for me to make fun of Pippin for being a nuisance, but it's another for him to feel like he's a nuisance, and it makes it feel sadder. Don't you just feel a character arc coming on? Uh, I don't know. It, I'm interested to see what... Like, that being said, so I've had so many people tell me about, like, this person gets better, this person gets better, this person's character arcs, and there there are some people that some people in here that I'm like, there's gonna have to be a dramatic transformation for me to for me to be like, yeah, that was totally worth it or, or something. I think I'm just partial to Pippin. I love uh, I always love when a character is just there for the humor. Yeah. There's oh, a lot yeah, of that 100%. early on. So mm-hmm. I totally loved Pippin growing up. So I think I am a little bit biased just because I, I loved him, especially in the movies. So yeah. that um, <laughs> feeds over into reading the books again. Yeah, Pippin is just so, he's so memeable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding when I say that if I, if I'm like, oh, I really want to post something good on the Instagram or, or something or create a funny tweet, my go-to is Gandalf making fun of Pippin in some way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and then just today I saw... Someone put it's the meme of the of the woman like scream crying and pointing, and then the other picture is the cat at the table. Yeah, <laughs> and someone photoshopped, and it's like Aragorn is the other woman holding the first woman back. Gandalf is the woman like scream crying, and then <laughs> Pippin's face is the cat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to put text. Just this is oh yeah, happened. there was no text. It was so <laughs> great. I was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. So that's good. Um, I actually shared it to the That's What I'm Talking About community group on Facebook. Ooh, plug. So if you haven't joined yet, if you have a Facebook, go join it. If you don't have a Facebook, please do not create a Facebook just to join this group. Save yourself. If you cannot have another social media account, avoid it at all costs. Just don't do it. Anyway. <laughs> The orcs notice that Pippin is awake and he's kind of struggling against his bonds and come over and are basically like, stop moving, shut up, or we'll cut your legs off, basically. (laughs) Basically. So I highly recommend listening to I mean I always recommend listening to the audiobook it's great but especially for this chapter because the voices that he does for the orcs the different orcs are so fun and it just it, it made it a lot more fun to listen to than it did for me to read this so recommend that but he's always really great so oh you're right I just yeah. always recommend it I mean he's wonderful but he does really well in this and it does bring a lot more life than reading it yes so much so much so much oh also last week (laughs) on last week's episode i pronounced the word draft wrong d-r-a-u-g-h-t i pronounced it draught and then Tyler texted me the next morning and was like, you know, it's pronounced draft, right? And I was like, no, it's not. And then a very quick Google search proved me wrong. So apologies for that, listener. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but also, I don't really care because Tolkien writes a lot of words. I'm going to get some of them wrong. Just on a proportional standpoint, some of them are going to be wrong. Fair enough. This is a good chapter for all the uh, mispronunciations. Oh, so. my! so many. Well, that that's also why I wanted to listen to the audiobook so I could get again the er god I can't say it Uruk hi yeah so Pippin is at this point terrified to even move so he just sits there and the only thing to kind of keep himself occupied he listens to what the orcs are saying and he very smart like to his credit very smartly realizes that 
the group of orcs are made up of a couple different tribes because they're all speaking the quote unquote common language. And then every now and then some of them will break off and speak in their own little I don't know, dialect or language or whatever. So good job, Pippin. Again, I'll give you that one. Yeah, he, he was on and he also kind of realizes that there is discontentment between them. Yes. Which I think was honestly like a little bit of a jump to be like, oh, maybe they're fighting. And also like, it, I, I guess it would be kind of hard to figure out the difference between them just talking because they are, at least in the way that they sound in the audio, like they all have like really gruff, low, snarly voices anyway. Right. It's, I guess Pippin's just, maybe he's just been sitting there for so long he can tell the difference between them when they're talking normally and then, then when they start fighting. But two main points of contention in the group are some of them want to kill the hobbits and search them and like take whatever they have and then just be on their way. And some of them are like, no, those weren't our orders. We're not even supposed, like we're not supposed to search them. We're not supposed to do anything. We're just supposed to take them. And then the other point of contention is do they serve Sauron or Saruman? So then one of them named, one of them very helpfully says, I am Ugluk. So that's helpful that now we have a name because up until this point, it's been like the first orc said and then the second orc and then the snarly orc said. So it's nice that one of them is very conveniently like, I, Ugluk, say that we should do this. And it's like, thank you for naming yourself. (laughs) And he is the one and I guess kind of the leader of the tribe of orcs Mm -hmm. that are loyal to Saruman and... Their goal and their mission is to bring the hobbits unharmed in one piece to Saruman so that he could supposedly get the ring because the orcs think that these are the ha- the halflings that have the ring. Right. Oh, also it notes that one of them has a softer voice, but more evil than the other ones, <laughs> which just makes me laugh because it's like, they're all evil. <laughs> they all sound evil. Like what constitutes more evil than the other ones, but whatever. The evil one says, is Saruman the master or the great eye? And he's the one that wants to take them or at least kill them and take what they think is the ring or that they're hoping that they have the ring and take that back to Sauron. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot more fighting. And then one of them gets their head chopped off, as is yep. the way with orcs. <laughs> and I think a couple other die as well. So this is where in chapter two, the golden trio come across the bodies and they're, and Aragorn pieces it together that, oh, this must mean that there's infighting with the orcs. And this is probably good for us because they might tear themselves apart before we even get to them. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Maybe that'll come true. (laughs) Also, just another part of this chapter is that because I know that the writers of Rohan kill all of the orcs, I don't care Mm -hmm. about any of these. I mean, like, it's not like I cared about them before, but knowing that by the either by the end of this chapter or very soon in the future, they would all be dead. I was like, I don't really care about learning who these different orcs are, who they serve or what. Like, it's it's nice to have the context of like, oh, the orcs are split between Sauron and Saruman. That could be helpful in the future if they end up turning Saruman back to their side and then they could turn half the orcs over to their side. That's a bold prediction for the episode, I guess. But <laughs> I I don't really care too much about what happens to any of them. Yeah, I think it's hard to be invested when you know the yeah. outcome. Yeah, 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 that's it. Especially when you know the outcome is that they don't matter anymore. Exactly. And also just the fact that like, I didn't, I didn't really care about them from the beginning because what you care about is Merry and Pippin. And right. at the very start of this chapter, you see it like the very first word is Pippin. Oh, I have to, oh, I did write down my very first note was OMG Mary and Pippin because I was actually very pleasantly surprised to see them because I I thought it was just going to keep following Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli and I was like oh oh the Hobbs it's good to see y'all again glad you're alive. A little shift yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that was yeah that was just a fun little surprise but yeah like you know immediately that they're alive and then yeah your like level of I don't know anxiety or worry goes down because you're like they're alive who cares. Right and then it's a lot of I mean it's really pertinent information and it is good to know but it is hard to want to digest it. Yes. Just like everything that's going on. I mean, great background knowledge. Great to know. Yeah, exactly. However. Yes, exa- that's exactly uh, it's it. It's a lot. Yeah. That's exactly because it. it. 
it feels like a lot happens and nothing happens because you already knew it was going to be that way. Yeah, like you did. But like there this, was a lot of information. Mm-hmm. This side of the story, if like, let's say like chapter two is, I don't know, chapter two A, and then this is like chapter two B, the, the first part had had no action at all it was just them running (laughs) and then this is where all of the action happened right i forgot what i was gonna say but um what what were you saying earlier about how um it's it's great background information and context to have of me like it was it was helpful for me to be like oh the orcs are split between two masters and there's lots of fighting and oh aragorn was right about these couple of predictions okay that's good to know that being said it's like can we move on can we get to a point where they are either reunited or something new happens that we don't yet know about because in the the previous chapter ended with legolas gimli and aragorn falling asleep in the old forest part two and who i i was i got so excited because i genuinely thought it was tom bombadil but it was just a ghost or something i don't know who looked like aragorn's father that's mysterious i'm like i want to know more about that i don't really care about you know mary and pippin's side right now like this would be good i feel like this would have been a good chapter later on when they find mary and pippin for mary and pippin to just fill them in in a conversation rather than dedicating a whole chapter to it yeah i agree i also feel like we learn a lot of information about about man, I'm gonna butcher his name. You said it great. About the uh, like Ooglug. main orc, and then yeah, Uglug, and then Ooglug. later Ooglug. about uh, Grishnak. We learn like a lot of information about them. Yeah, and again, I'm just like none of this matters because you're going to be dead in ten pages. So yeah, how do how do I get invested in this? Yeah, it's. And you know that's tricky. It's like there's oh, I forget who wrote it. Oh, I think it's it's by Jesse Andrews. It's a book called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And it's there in the title, The Dying Girl. One of the characters is sick and dies. And I'm pretty sure it even starts out with like she dies. And so then it's like how do you make people it can, it can be a hard thing to do when the reader or the listener or watcher, whoever, viewer, that's the right word, not watcher. That sounds like that's the name of the monster <laughs> in the lake. The the big right. no, the big old nope in the lake, as I called him anyway. But yeah, like that's a hard thing for writers to do is if the reader already knows the outcome, how do you make it interesting and how do you make them care about it anyway? And unfortunately, I feel like Tolkien didn't really do that very well in this chapter. This chapter was more like a a way for him to show off that like, hey, I created a I created these different tribes of orcs. Isn't that fun? Isn't that neat? Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point, though, is that it's about world building. Mm -hmm. And that isn't always exciting. But, you know, I bet he had a heck of a time writing this. Oh, yeah. So excited about building this out. Yes. He, okay. Also, I just, just looking back over the conversation that the orcs had, I'm going to try and do some of the voices that they, that, that Phil Dragish had. I'm here for it. And I'm going to get y'all excited for it so then you'll be like wow mary clay that was awful but i'm i bet phil dragish did it so much better and i'll leave a i'll put a link in the description for where you can find the audio book yeah one of them is like then you can wish again i am ugluk i command i return to isengard by the short road is Saraban the master or the great eye? Said the evil voice. We should go back at once to Lugbert's. What if I was like almost, I mean, I guess Phil Dragish is British. You should have spoken more than enough, Ugluck. I wonder how they would like it in Lugbert's. Just like that. Just imagine that, but better. I love the last voice so much. <laughs> it was like a weird 13th century peasant voice almost. It is. I almost see it as like the the bully. Like you know, like you have like the main bully and then you always have his like sluggish kind of yeah, sidekick. Yeah. That's how I imagine that voice. Yeah, exactly. Like basically the orcs are like a race of crab and goyles. Yeah. You you did really good though. Thank you. you could Thank just, you. Uh record all of the audiobooks once you finish them. I know. So I kind of am wondering. <laughs> Because I think, is Lord of the Rings public domain now? I don't think it is. I'm going to... I don't think it's public domain yet. Let's see. Lord of the Rings public 
domain. January 1st, 2044. Because it doesn't start until he died. He passed away. Okay, that's right. I was thinking it starts when the books are published. But anyway. I think it is when he passed away. So yeah, that would have been 70s, early 70s. He passed away September 2nd, 1973. Also, I think on the day we're recording this, I saw that it was his son Christopher's birthday. So happy birthday, Christopher Tolkien, if you're out there listening. Happy (laughs) birthday. I know you're listening. If you're listening, shoot me a message. Come on the show. I promise I won't make fun of your father. He's a great man. I was going to say, if it was public domain, maybe that's what I could do after the podcast. I just do my own recording of the audiobooks. I love it. I think... Everyone listening should tweet at his son to try to get him on the podcast. Oh now. God! Oh jeez! I mean, if you if you guys want to, I'm not going to request that because I think I would be mortified if he was actually. Because I feel like he would. It would be the opposite effect where he would reach out and be like, "Hey, um, so you're actually making a mockery of my father's life's works. Can you kindly stop?" And I'll be like, "I promise, I'm not." Did you listen to the chapter where I talk about how great the elves are or the episode? I love the elves. Listen to that episode. You do not make fun of it at all. I think you are honoring it in such a great way. I don't know. I literally just posted a meme of Stefan from SNL going, this chapter has everything. Cartography, (laughs) horses. It's so good. You, though, really, like, I'm getting back into it. When you started the podcast, I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to have to start reading these again or listening to these. I'm going through it now and the whole community of people doing it so i feel like it's bringing a love back oh good that's good for me to hear i'm glad i'm not doing the opposite where i'm ruining it for you you're ruining (laughs) it So anywho. Oh, that's right. So in this fight where a bunch of the orcs, where some of the orcs die, one of them falls over on Pippin, which I feel like would just immediately crush him and he would die. But okay, because the hobbits are so little. (laughs) But one of them falls down and their knife or, or blade or whatever lands close enough to Pippin's hands that he is able to cut the rope and then he kind of wraps it back around his hands and loosely ties it. So he could escape. His, he could like untie himself again if he needed to, but it still looks like he's tied. So smart thinking Pippin. Again, Pippin's <laughs> like scoreboard is slowly going up. He's finally getting some wins. I felt like it was a little, I don't know, anticlimactic. You know, we get like that image uh, that you mentioned earlier where Mary was just like, Cutting orcs' arms off. Oh, and yeah. Instead of having like a heroic escape, it was like happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> Sword fell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just, ha- I mean, like, honestly, the hobbits are just, these two in particular, they're so lucky that they have not the died. It is so, like, by the purest stroke of luck that none of them have died. And I talked about this early, I think, like, very early on in Fellowship. Actually, it might have been the first chapter that you were on the podcast for, when they're walking and then the writers come, and then all of a sudden, elves just pop up out of nowhere, and basically, like, they show up and the black writers run away or something mm-hmm. because the elves show up, and it's like, that's so lucky. Like, what a stroke of yeah, luck. That- that was the chapter I was on, and that's exactly uh, how it is. Like, all of a sudden, they would have been totally borked at that yeah. point, but they all showed up. <laughs> and, like, even in this, like, they're arguing over what they should do, you know, because some of the orcs want to kill them then and just search them, and one of them ends up getting decapitated, and it, like, you know, calms everything down. It's just luck again. Like, yeah. You, and also, just like a, there. a stroke of luck that the, that, Ugluk, the also I'm so sorry just side note I cannot take myself seriously that I'm like yeah so it's lucky that Ugluk is the leader of this Ugluk like I get it's a fantasy world but it feels so silly anywho but it is a stroke of luck that the who seems to he seems to be the main leader with most of the pull for the rest of the orcs and what if one of the the other orc who starts with the G name Grishnak yeah, Grishnak. Grishnak? Okay, I think cool. that's how it's pronounced. Sure. I don't remember what it was like in the audiobook, but I was probably too distracted by the amazing voices. Um, but anywho, <laughs> Grishnak is like if Grishnak had been the more in charge orc or something, mm-hmm. he easily, like if he had had his way, the hobbits would be dead by now. So Absolutely. it's also just lucky that the hobbits are, even though it's not a, they're, they're still in a bad situation, but like at least they're not dead. So it yeah, could be worse. Yeah, the best worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> then they did, the orcs decide to 
keep moving. They stop at one point to make the hobbits walk and they give, they force Pippin and Mary to have sips of some orc liquid like it's later described it, it it's more like a, a evil version of whatever drink the elves have that they mm-hmm. gave the hobbits earlier where it makes Mary and Pippin feel a lot better and they like don't feel pain or any anymore and they're much more energized and then they also Mary has some kind of wound on his head and they rub some ointment or something on it and it heals it so the orcs have some kind of they have kind of similar to the elf's magic I guess but it seems like it's tinged with darkness yeah that's kind of cool and that allows them to be able to walk because the orcs don't want to carry them anymore so they are able to walk with them yes 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 so then they stop for the night and Mary and Pippin are sitting close enough together that they can kind of talk a bit and catch up with each other and I love Mary he goes Hello, Pippin. So you've come on this little expedition too. Where do we get bed and breakfast? So I just love Mary, just classic. Still Mary. that comedic relief. Yeah, he's just yeah, gotta keep gotta keep morale high. Yep. Keep Pippin feeling, you know, happy, optimistic. So well and also, um, Pippin is younger than Mary, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay, because it also might be that Mary is trying to like keep Pippin feeling better and safe, I guess, or make sure right. that like, oh, if I'm not scared, then maybe Pippin won't be scared. But I just love that little, so you've come on this little expedition too, as if like they had a, oh, hey, they had a choice. <laughs> what a fun vacation. <laughs> what a fun journey this is. Not as fun as when we were traveling with Strider, but that's okay. Also throughout this, at the start of the chapter, when Pippin wakes up, he's like, hmm, gee, I sure hope Strider is close behind us or something. I hope that they are alive and I hope they're looking for us. That would be scary if they weren't. Anyway, so the so after Mary and Pippin are able to like at least talk a little bit, like I think they just have this quick exchange um, and then yeah. they're separated again and the orcs do some more strategizing and Ugluk says that they will be running, they will be traveling during the day and this is when we learn that orcs cannot run in the sunlight or they can't be out in the sunlight. I guess it's not like, in my mind I was imagining that maybe it's like how at the end of Hocus Pocus when the three witches burst into confetti as soon as the sun rises. It's not necessarily necessarily like that it just it must just be that the sun has some kind of a physical drain on them so they could be run like they could walk and run in the sunlight it just would be really exhausting for them yeah i I see it more as they have like an aversion to it like they're weakened but not that it yeah it's not like deadly like vampires are gonna burn and melt yeah or Or if it's twilight vampires we're talking about they're not gonna sparkle (laughs) they don't so scary this is also just like a sign of how desperate Ugluk is that they're like no we're gonna run in the sun and you're gonna suck it up because that's what we do we're orcs (laughs) and I think it plays into like the orcs being evil almost by nature kind of thing like we can't even deal with the sunlight we need to live in darkness yeah it's all about the aesthetic yeah the sunlight makes us sad (laughs) exactly yeah they gotta they gotta go full goth it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool to be out in the sunlight. Who does that? We'd much prefer the darkness. So while Pippin is kind of sleeping, he's kind of in and out of sleep as they're, some of them, they're being carried again sometimes. And it says, every now and again, there came into his mind, unbidden of vision of the keen face of Strider, bending over a dark trail and running, running behind. So do the... Because this is this has happened before a little bit where Frodo had some kind of a vision of when Gandalf was in Saruman's tower and was captured and it wasn't like a dream or anything that like Gandalf had actually been captured and was pacing in a tower. Then the same thing happens here where Pippin has a vision of Aragorn stopping and looking over a trail and that's exactly that we what we saw them doing in chapter two. So this to me is like weird that do the hobbits have some kind of like clairvoyant vision prophecy powers? Like, what does this mean? Or more likely, the the real question slash answer is, is Tolkien ever going to actually address this or bring this up again? <laughs> Probably not. I love that you know exactly what the yeah, answer it's is. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's like, what does this mean? What are the consequences for this? Is this some kind of power? 
power that they could train to do? Is this a skill perhaps that Pippin could learn to do that maybe Mary doesn't have the skill and then somehow Pippin could use this and be an actual asset to the team? Nope, it's just a fun plot device. (laughs) And honestly, not even a plot device because when Frodo has the vision of Gandalf, it's not like in Order of the Phoenix when Harry is like, I saw Sirius and he's in the Department of Mysteries. We have to go. And that's what, that's the catalyst to get them to the Department of Mysteries. When they get these, like nothing happens. It's just like a little bit of fun with Frodo is foreshadowing, but with this, it's not even foreshadowing. It's backshadowing. I don't know what that is, but like it's already happened. We know what happened. It's not a cool, fun plot device anymore. Yeah, I also think it's a lot about like Pippin's character. Where he's just really hopeful and like immature, like childish in a way. But he he like has this hope, especially when it comes to Strider. So I think it's more of a like this is what I hope is happening, but we already know what's going on. Yeah, but I don't think. He has clairvoyance. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, like, I don't think they, I don't, I don't I don't think they are visions. either, but I was like, is this something that like runs deep in the Hobbit blood? And for <laughs> some Hobbits, it pops up every now and then. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, random Hobbits. But yeah, it does seem weird. Like, like he has some kind of sixth sense, but I don't think that's the case. Though I will say, like I said in my in the first episode I did, please come at me. Correct me <laughs> when I say something wrong, audience. Please do. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't think that's ever like addressed. That is not a, a plot device that you will need to remember. Great. And that's also kind of just like I know I know we've talked a lot about how we're not too concerned about what happens with the orcs because we already know but that mm-hmm. that's like another thing that I felt going into this is that I, I've kind of gotten into a, a rhythm of like how Tolkien's writing works and with the and for this chapter with some of what the orcs were saying and when he was naming some some of them I was automatically like I'm sure this doesn't matter in the long run and that I and that like oh look it's not like his father is gonna come back in chapter 10 of return of the king for some dramatic vengeance thing. Like, I doubt any of this is going to be brought up again. Maybe just the important backstory context that we talked about before, how the orcs are split between Sauron and Saruman, and like, that's it, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important to know, and you get that world building and a little bit of, I don't know, insight into kind of how that world works. But I love, love, love that you are just picking up on how yeah. Tolkien writes. I'm like, and, like this doesn't and- matter. <laughs> and one of the, however, one of these days, that's going to come back to bite me in the butt. And I'm going to be like, this little amulet thing that they found in the woods doesn't matter. It's just some random thing. And then it's going to be like in the last chapter of the last book. And it's the secret to destroying Sauron. <laughs> oh, side note, in our group text message at one point... <laughs> Sauron autocorrected to Sharon. And I think that's hilarious. Of all of the, can I speak to the manager, like white mom names? It's Sharon. And now I just want to call Sauron Sharon. So I love it. Yeah, he's such a Sharon. Gosh. Once you see Sauron, I want you to just make that a meme. Like, can I <laughs> can speak I to, to the manager? manager? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Sharon is more of an intense soccer mom than a can I speak to the manager kind of a mom. Yeah. Who knows? That's more of a Karen. Sorry to all the Sharons and Karens out there. You all are perfect. I can't, man, I cannot imagine what it would be like for me to like hold a baby or play with a toddler that's named Sharon or Karen and be like, all right, Karen, let's go play with your Barbies. It's like, no, Karen has to go to the HR meeting because her perfume is too strong. I don't, you know? (laughs) I assume she was the HR lady. Maybe she is the HR lady. I don't know. Oh, my God. It'll come back. It'll be really vintage in, in, you know, like 10 years. And Sharon has to go cut orange slices for the halftime at the soccer game. Come some Huggies juice boxes. Wait, some what juice boxes? Aren't they called like Huggies? Huggies is the brand of diapers. I thought there was also juice boxes. Yeah, Huggy. What? Well, okay, they're called Hug. Hugs. Uh, I think I called them huggies as a child. They're like juice boxes, but they're in little barrels. Like the bottles look like wooden barrels. Oh, is that what they're called? Oh. Yeah. They're called Little Hug. I, I think as a kid, just because I was a child and you put cute words on everything. Yeah, Huggy. Oh, I... I call them Huggies. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I know for a fact that I have been to many a birthday party where, like, those were in the cooler or 
the other team's mom brought those for halftime. But I feel like I went my entire childhood without ever drinking one of these. Like, I know exactly what they are. These were a staple. We always had these. That's so funny. My grandma had this big, like, Dr. Pepper can cooler. Like, it looks like a Dr. Pepper can. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So we had one of those, and it was always filled with, like, huggies and water bottles and stuff outside, because... We had to play outside during the day. We didn't need to be inside bothering the adults. Yeah, kids, children, youths. Back in our day, we went outside (laughs) and played with stuff. We didn't have none of them TikToks or I don't know what other apps you're using these days. I don't even know what's popular now. I'm so out of date. Is TikTok still a thing? I just, TikTok is very much a thing and it terrifies me because I'm a social media manager. And so I'm afraid that one day I'm going to be asked like in a job interview. So like, what's your experience with TikTok? And I'm going to be like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the like... (sighs) hellscape of the internet currently i just see like the videos you know because it's like one video type and everyone like does it themselves i yeah. don't know like a trend that they're doing it's like a video version of a meme like, yeah where, like everyone where everyone will put their own spin on it or something or they want to do yeah. it themselves i see them on facebook all the time and it's one where they're like I don't know the song or whatever it is, but they'll like make themselves look ugly and then they'll swipe the screen and they look like beautiful all again. Done up. The yeah. only TikToks that I've seen are the ones that like go viral on Twitter. There's the obviously the kombucha girl who's like, this can't be good. And then she takes a sip and then she's like, no. Well, hmm. <laughs> No, and like she's just, you see her go on a five-year journey within the span of like five seconds worth of facial expressions. It's so great. I have not seen this. Oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to pull it up right now and send it to you via Skype because I don't want to ask my computer to do too much, but I'm definitely going to send that to you later. It's so fun. I guarantee you have seen it as some kind of a reaction to something and you just didn't know that like, oh, that's what it's called. Anywho, Mary and Pippin. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Where are back, they doing? To, back to the boys. Yeah, basically they're running and the orcs are tired and angry at each other. And mm-hmm. then they pause and the orcs, some of the orcs are like, well, if you really feel that strongly, then you can leave. And then the other orc is like, fine, I will leave. And then they storm off. And then I think it's Gr, what's his name? Grishnak? Gersh? Yep. Sure. Comes back and is like, ah, I saw a rider. And this is what I really love. They call the riders of Rohan the cursed horse boys. Yes. Horse boys. I have that bolded in my notes. Which Tolkien is a horse boy. They're cursed horse boys. Tolkien is a blessed her- horse boy. I feel like I, <laughs> I want to be like a D of like a D and D alignment chart, but with horse boy, like cursed horse boy, <laughs> blessed horse horse boy. That's also a hard phrase to say. I don't know what the other seven would be. I think you should come up with it as you go along. It just made me laugh because like there's a meme now like a kind of a trope slash meme slash joke of horse girls. Yeah. <laughs> like oh you don't want to mess with a girl with someone who is a grown woman who used to be a horse girl when they were nine years old and they had put like posters of horses that they ripped out of I don't know whatever like trashy teen buzz magazine that they got at the gas station (laughs) I don't know I guarantee there's a magazine out there called Teen Buzz Magazine. Oh, for sure. But yeah, you don't want to mess with horse girls. And you also don't want to mess with these cursed horse boys. So this is, yeah, so the orcs are kind of talking about like, oh, snap, the riders are here. That's not good for us, but that's okay. We'll run away and it'll be fine. Uh, Pippin at least is like, oh, this could be good for us. He at least gets like that kind of glimmer of hope. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then also the orcs are still kind of arguing about what to do or or anything like like that but oh, so this is when Grishnak comes back after leaving he talked about how, earlier in the chapter how he like flew across the river on Nazgul and Ugluk says what's happened to your precious Nazgul and then Grishnak says you speak of what is deep beyond the reach of your muddy dreams Ugluk Nazgul ah all that they make out one day you'll wish that you had not said that So it's at this point that I'm like, I don't know who or what Nazgul is. And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. (laughs) 
Because I feel like this was something that was said before or that we learned before that I didn't pay attention to. I think it is been said already. We actually brought it up the last time I was on the ring race. They go by many names. Of this course is one of they them. do. Yeah, just so like this is, every This is just other... another name for that. Freaking For the Black Riders, the, the ring The race. goblins, the orcs, Aragorn, mm-hmm. son of Arathorn. Master of Light and Shadow. That's Hello from the Magic Tavern. Anyway. Okay. So it's the ring wraiths. And some of yes. them can apparently fly. <laughs> you don't have to say anything, but that's what I'm getting. Because it said something like you flew on a Nazgul or Nazgul across the Great River. So apparently some of them can fly and they are offering rides to the orcs. So that's an listener's pixels just looking at me and laughing. So... <laughs> Okay, Tolkien, that's fine. Whatever. I don't need answers to everything. And it's also very clear at this point in the series that I'm not going to get answers to everything. In fact, I would wager that I'm not going to get answers to most things. I think that's going to be a great episode, though, once you finish these. If you can just come up with a list of things you feel like were not answers, Be like, Tolkien, I still don't understand. Who is Ted Sandy, man? Who is Tom Bombadil? (laughs) I'm just like coming up with episode ideas for you right now, but I would love to see you come up with like a list of questions and then have some of the like main guests that you had on come on and try to answer them. Like, on these, like, difficult questions. I will definitely do that. Like, they can't know the questions ahead of time, like, come in blind, and you just ask them these difficult questions. That would be hard, because I feel like I would have to record all of them in one day, because I wouldn't want any of, I wouldn't want to release any of them, and then have them listen to it, so. Any of my guests out there, if you're listening, (laughs) be prepared. I might be bombarding you with a bunch of random questions later on. I would love for you to do that to Casey. Oh, that would be (laughs) great. I'm sure he's... Rapid sh- fire Lord of the Rings question. Honestly, though, I feel like it would be the opposite of what works, where it would be like, oh, it's this fun, silly thing. And then I feel like Casey would come in and give, like, actual legitimate answers. Like, here's actually yeah. exactly what like, happened. this is actually what happened. And I would be like, Casey, how dare you know things? <laughs> Dang it. I want everyone to come on and just make something up off the top of their head. Yes, exactly. That's that. fake answers. No studying, no preparation at all. Yes. Just come in blind. Yeah, so that was my last last note that I wrote down because I TBH was getting really sleepy. So the writers kind of kind of my, my understanding of it or I guess impression is that the writers of Rohan are kind of starting to surround the orcs and close in on them. And Merry and Pippin eventually they make an escape, which is the Isengarders, which is how the or Isengard. Is it Isengard or Isengard? I think it's Isengard. Isengard. So the White Rider, the White Rider, God, who are the White Riders are a different chapter coming up I think there are too many writers can we just start walking places can it be the white walkers wait that's the thing of Game of Thrones isn't it that's Game of Thrones I haven't even watched Game of Thrones okay everything there is no original content anymore <laughs> at all the end Mary and Pippin kind of make their escape I almost said escape because I was reading the word maggots which just made me think of Matilda and how Trunchbull calls all of the children maggots maggots and Mary and Pippin run away and Pippin is obviously they're very happy to get away and is this one let me see I think we skipped over sorry because I might have gotten ahead of myself because at one point another thing that I should say is Mary and Pippin are at at one point Pippin thinks that everything just kind of started blending together because it's all awful (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. sorry, boys, but it's understandable. And also just kind of a meta thing of like, it's all blending together. Where like this chapter has been blending together, much like the previous chapter of like the orcs would run and then they'd stop for a break and then they would all fight and Mm -hmm. then like a couple of them would get killed and then they would start running again. And it's just kind of that repeating for a whole chapter. We skipped past, you were talking about the, what were we talking about? The writers were kind of surrounding them. So the orcs were getting surrounded and I think a little bit of a 
not a little bit, a battle is is about to take place. And Mary and Pippin are excited because they think this could be good for them. Yes. Being able to make an escape. Ugluk tells a couple of the other orcs to keep watch and not to let anyone hurt Mary or Pippin while they're fighting. That's right. And the orcs are... So I highlighted the line... He wished now that he had learned more in Rivendell and looked more at maps and things. So this was the point where I was like, oh, they're off on their own now. And this is when Pippin is like, I don't know where we are. But yeah, they're still with the orcs. That's right. Thank you. This is, yeah, Pippin says he wished now he had learned more in Rivendell and looked more at maps and things. And I just like this little callback because I, it's like the chapter after they leave Rivendell in Fellowship where I think it was Pippin. I mean, it probably was Pippin. Someone's like, where are we? And Gandalf is like, didn't you look at literally any maps while we were in Rivendell for like six months? Like it would have been it would have been helpful. And did you not look at any maps? And he's like, I mean, you knew what we were doing. So, I mean, I looked at them, but I didn't memorize them, which is like, OK, well, then what was the point of looking at them if you're not going to like, it's you're a not very gonna be able Pippin to take thing. Oh my god. I also like the note that it says all he could remember about Rohan was that Gandalf's horse Shadowfax had come from that land. Just kind of like once again, Tolkien putting a horse fact in wherever he can. (laughs) Gotta get that horse boy. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about this part. So the it's Grishnak's crew that is watching the hobbits currently. Mm -hmm. And Grishnak goes to search the hobbits. And this is when Pippin is like, oh, they think we have the ring. And Pippin creeps Grishnak out and goes like, nothing my precious and like acts like Gollum even though like would he have even known much about Gollum because I don't think I guess maybe Frodo told them Gandalf as far as we know only told that intense story about Gollum's backstory to Frodo but anyway yeah so Pippin like freaks Grishnak out and is like yes my precious and tricks them into thinking that we have the ring Mary is like so what do you want for the ring what can we trade you for basically they're like Kind of very smartly trying to like use this as leverage to kind of like Mm -hmm. save themselves a little bit. Yeah, and I think they were biding time a little bit because the battle is taking place and the other two that were guarding them, the two in Grishnak, they're gone fighting now. So it's just them and Grishnak. This, and then they ask if they, they're trying to get him to untie them is one of the Mm -hmm. things that they're trying to like bargain for with the non-existent ring that they have and then the riders come in kind of up on the hill I guess and start shooting at the orcs and I guess Grishnak um, or whoever else is left at this point Grishnak flings himself and the hobbits down to the ground I guess to save the hobbits as well which I think is interesting because Grishnak was one of the ones who was like let's kill them and now he's like "Mm, maybe not I think he realizes they are they actually have the ring and it's important now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, at least or he thinks. He, he thinks they have the ring. Yes. yes. So Mary and Pippin lie down and they play dead and they're able to hide because of their cloaks. Oh, which yeah, reminds me. Shoot. We went past it. But at some point, Pippin tries to escape from the orcs. He takes his brooch off and flings it yes. for Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli to later find. And it's a really cute moment, too. I I can't believe we forgot that. So it's when they're traveling and they make them drink the liquid. So he, like, stumbles behind and he drops the brooch. And he even has a moment where he's like, I wonder why I'm even doing this. It's going to lay here for the rest of time. So that's also important that, like, once again, what Aragorn predicted was correct, (laughs) Um, which kind of takes the fun out of it. Oh, no. Connection lost. Why are there always problems? Man, I was like, this is going great. We're like almost at the end of the chapter and no technology problems. Yeah, we were so close. Uh, Just going to have to put more of that like elevator oopsie music in. And I've completely lost my place. So the writers, who's texting me? Everyone's texting me. All of them. So the writers kill Grishnak and the hobbits get away. Yay! Um, And they realize that they still have some lame bus with them, and they eat it. 
And this is what mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, where it the orc drink slash medicine seems similar to the elves, but a little bit darker because it said they're talking about the lame bus and it says the taste brought back to them the memory of fair faces and laughter and wholesome food in quiet days now far away. And then on the next page, it says lame bus does put heart into you a more wholesome sort of feeling to than the heat of that or drop draft. There it is again. That word I said wrong that last time. You corrected yourself. I did. Take that, Tyler. But yeah, I just like once again, just kind of going back to like the way that Tolkien just it's been a while since we've been with the elves or near elves or Mm -hmm. anything. And just once just this one line already says so much about how Tolkien loves the elves. The taste brought back to them the memory of fair faces and laughter and wholesome food in quiet days now far away. So good. I love that line. But yeah, so they renew their strength and energy. This is when Pippin's plan earlier in the chapter of him cutting the ropes around his hand, but then loosely tying them comes back because he's able Mm -hmm. to break out of his ropes and is able to help Mary out of his ropes And they are soon feeling much better. And they can hear the distant sounds of, I guess, like the last of the orcs dying. And it's very kind of like scary and creepy. Yeah, I mean, you gotta imagine it's a big battle happening kind of behind them. Yeah. And they're like, just like, (laughs) we're gonna go avoid that (laughs) into the (laughs) scary forest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, let's go. It's like, oh, the, the orcs are dying over there. Let's go this way. Luckily... Uh, So Pippin was saying earlier how like, oh, I have no idea where we are. But Mary is like, oh, but I do. And I like this because Mary noticed it like, hey, props, man, you've been doing really good so far. Yeah. Hey, man, you've been doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. How he because Pippin says that he took his brooch off and threw it on the ground for Aragorn to find as a clue. And then the trick he did with the rope, he's been like, he's been doing pretty good. And and mm-hmm. yeah, Mary says, I shall have to brush up my toes if I'm to level with you. I just love that he says like, I've got to catch up. Like you're doing a great job, bud. <laughs> and just like kind of ends with, I don't know, like uh, mirroring the beginning where he's like, I'm useless and I'm no help to anybody. And then by the end of this chapter, he was a huge help, at least to Mary and himself. And I think that's super sweet. Yeah, it's like a nice, it's like a mini character arc slash growth within the span of That's why I was saying that at the beginning. I was like, don't you just smell a character arc? (laughs) (laughs) Just by the end of it, I think Mary saying that is like, I don't know, kind of affirming for him that that's not true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least not always true. Yeah. Yeah, Mary then like does like a self brag and he's like, I know where we are. We're going, the Intwash is over here and the Misty Mountains are there and this is the Fangorn Forest. And we know that the Fangorn, Fangorn Forest Fangorn, is that how you say it? Yeah, I think it's Fangorn. Okay, cool. And we know that's where Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn ended up at the end of the previous chapter. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, they're about to run into each other. Yay, they're about to find each other. And I was kind of wondering for a second, I was like, wait, so at the end of of chapter two, the trio thought that they saw a man standing in the woods. And I was like, is there some way that like somehow that man was actually Pippin? (laughs) <laughs> and and that's what like it turned out to be and I was like no I don't think so because it would have been two they would have seen two visions or something but anyway and it would have been more hobbity yeah <laughs> it would have been a lot shorter probably yeah. and a lot less ominous looking I suppose and they and Pippin notes that like hey I haven't exactly heard great things about this forest should we not go and Mary's like I mean we can go here or we can go back to where the orcs are being killed and Pippin's like all right let's go this way <laughs> Fancorn forest it is time to have fun um and i just kind of the rest of the chapter it just kind of ends with them walking off and they're hearing the orcs behind them and they're hearing the the fight with the riders and they believe that they hear ugluk they hear his yells and cries and it sounds like he's either approaching them or near them or something and they're like well i don't want to be here when he when he gets to us so let's get going and then it notes that um when ugluk was taken over and brought to bay at the very edge of fangorn there he was slain at last by eomer the third marshal of the mark who dismounted and fought him sword to sword. And then I, I love the last of, so the, the last two 
paragraphs are kind of like omniscient. Um, I, I mm-hmm. don't know how to say that word either. Omniscient. Omniscient. There we go. Where it's like a third person point of view overlooking the bodies and the wreckage and the carnage. And it's kind of like, ooh, creepy. And the the last word is the smoke of the burning rose high to heaven and was seen by many watchful eyes. Ooh, spooky. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. That was a, a lot was accomplished in this chapter because we started out with Merry and Pippin in captivity um, by with the orcs. With a bunch of orcs. A ton of orcs. And then now they are free and there are no orcs. So <laughs> I'd say mission accomplished, Peregrine took. <laughs> I feel like a lot happened for that. Yeah, yeah. I I like that we got Pippin's perspective from this as opposed to Mary's because it might not have been, I don't think it would have been as earned an ending of this chapter if it had been from Mary's perspective because Mary's a fairly competent hobbit and has Mm -hmm. been somewhat helpful throughout the trip. So it's it, it definitely is a lot more meaningful to see it from Pippin's perspective and to see him thinking of these little things of like, oh, I'll cut this rope. And oh, let me throw this brooch away as a clue. It's yeah, I'd like I I hope I really hope that like once they meet, I'm assuming that this next chapter is them meeting up or getting close to meeting up with Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli. But I, I hope that we continue to see more of this growth <laughs> that Pippin has experienced in this chapter, where he's, you know, somewhat useful and he's thinking clearly and, and all that jazz. So yeah, you finally get an idea of what his skill set is and how he can be helpful. Yeah, he's clairvoyant. We learned that. <laughs> we learned it. It's canon, guys. You heard it it's, here. <laughs> I mean, Pippin, Peregrine Took and, and Sybil Trelawney are basically <laughs> the same person, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we can wrap them up into the same character. They have the, I mean, they have about the same amount of usefulness. So, um, just kidding. I love Trelawney. She's great. I love them both. (laughs) But yeah, I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to think of, I feel like there was something else I was going to say. Oh, 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 just that. I also kind of hope that they don't all meet up in chapter four, because that seems like very soon for like the whole, the big problem at the end of fellowship slash beginning of two towers is that everyone is split up oh no the orcs took mary and pippin and the orcs taking mary and pippin are the reason why aragorn legolas and gimli don't go after frodo and sam so it it feels very much like tolkien almost created this problem just to be like dramatic or create tension and then it i I hope that it's not solved too quickly yeah and that there's a a little bit more struggle to get to the point where it's like okay this feels like it was a worthwhile reason for them to not go after frodo and sam yeah i uh, i agree i think there is a lot of build-up there i absolutely understand why neil um, wanted to do the next chapter, Treebeard. You're gonna love it. Without any spoilers, it's it's like finally back into the book. I feel like the first couple of chapters. Well, actually, chapter one is like a big deal, mm-hmm. and then two and three is kind of like, all right, we're we're setting everything running, back up. Yeah, yeah. But the next chapter, you're you're back in the swing of things. Okay, awesome. Yeah, a lot of people have have. kind of hyped up um, the next chapter, Treebeard. And I'm very excited. I'm approaching it almost with the same kind of curiosity, I guess, as I did with the Tom Bombadil chapters of like, I've heard about this character or, or whoever is popping up in the next thing. I've heard about this area of the book and its legacy <laughs> precedes it. So I'm excited to see what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear. Um, I love Neil's episode, so he's gonna uh, rock this. And I saw you posted in the Bacon and Eggs Discord. Yeah. People were really excited about Neil in their reviews. I know, yeah. So there was a very lovely review. Someone left and they specifically asked for Neil and Valerie and Casey. So shout out to those three. But also just all of my wonderful guests who come in with this really great knowledge uh, and, and 
and background information about the world and about Tolkien and are able to provide provide those like extra little nuggets of information that might not be necessary to the story, but are just kind of like interesting to know. That's also not to say that like, I also definitely enjoy episodes when I'm with people who don't know as much because I feel like, okay, I can say stupid things and not worry about it. <laughs> not worry well, about making a, a nice fool of myself. <laughs> For the audience, it's, it's kind of nice. It's a different perspective every time uh, for new listeners and for people who have, you know, enjoyed Lord of the Rings for many years. Yes, yeah. Well, um, now that we're at the end of this episode, since we, man, like we were literally so close to making it without any time, uh, we better wrap up before I jinx us again. So Anywho, close. what would you like to share or plug for the audience? Yeah, you can uh, find me on the Bacon and Eggs Discord. I am always around. Or you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at SunnyPixels. That's S-O-N-N-Y Pixels. And uh, I am on the Facebook community group that we've kind of already plugged. I would love to chat about this episode there. So definitely give it a like, follow over there, and hang out with us. Yes, come hang out with us. That's what I'm talking about is proudly a member of the Bacon and Eggs Network. You can learn more about that by going to baconandeggs.media. The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. Go support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. He's been doing these really amazing graphic art interpretations of memes and I am here for it. He did the the woman yelling at the cat meme. And I'm like, I want this framed. <laughs> like, I want to buy these pieces and frame them and put them up in my apartment. Because <laughs> it's so fun. Anywho, what's the next thing that I say? Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod. I'm on Twitter at mcwatt 416 and Instagram at MC turned down for what the Facebook group. Yes, join that. You can search for that's what I'm talking about. If you need more specific terminology, I guess, to search for, there's also a dash community group is the next part of that. But hopefully just searching for that's what I'm talking about should bring that up. But also links to all of this will be in the episode description. And then finally, some non-updates a little bit about the Patreon news. It's definitely coming and in the works. Tyler, Ethan, and I are just really great at getting off topic whenever we try and talk about the Patreon and what the tiers and the perks are going to be. And we will talk about it for five minutes. (laughs) And a minute later, I'll be like, did I ever tell you guys about the time my friends glitter bombed my car in 11th grade? And then (laughs) and then all conversation has stopped. So the Patreon is coming. (laughs) Hopefully, I will just shut up and let Tyler and Ethan actually focus and and do their thing but stay stay tuned for more information about that coming up soon do you have any parting words for our audience nope i can't wait to hear the next one yeah i i can't wait to because i haven't even read it yet so who knows and that's what i'm talking about (laughs) 